welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. Okay, it's time for our trafficking awareness segment. This is part of our ugly truth, hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Human trafficking arrests are on the rise. That's the good news. This is on our diggingdeeper.net or diggingdeeper.us news tab. Human trafficking arrests are on the rise. We've been reporting on the rise in human trafficking, especially when it involves children, for quite some time now. As we highlighted last week, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Here's a statement from one of the governors involved in a multi-state cooperative effort to end this disgusting crime against humanity. This is from Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts proclaimed January as Human Trafficking Awareness Month during a press conference at the state capitol. The governor highlighted the state's work to raise awareness of human trafficking, to investigate and prosecute trafficking crimes, and to support survivors. Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson and Nebraska State Patrol Superintendent Colonel John Bolduck joined the governor to discuss the state's effort to prevent human trafficking. The Attorney General noted the successful prosecution of human trafficking crimes in Furnace County in 2021 as an example of the teamwork needed to stop human trafficking. Colonel Bolduck cited the Furnace County case as a reminder that trafficking can occur in any part of the state, rural or urban. The Furnace County investigation began with a tip from a citizen who reported suspicious activity. Local law enforcement then partnered with the AG's office and the Nebraska State Patrol to conduct the investigation that ultimately led to a series of convictions. And we encourage anyone with any information about a potential human trafficking crime to please call the Human Trafficking National Hotline at 1-888-373-7888-1-888-373-7888-888-373-7888. He also thanked state agencies, federal partners, local law enforcement, and Nebraska's nonprofit community for joining forces to prevent human trafficking in Nebraska. I know one of those agencies that's a nonprofit volunteer organization is one in Scotts Bluff County, Nebraska. The Scotts Bluff County Scanner volunteer team has done an incredible job of bringing you accurate, timely information for more than 10 years. As an additional resource, the Attorney General's office issued a four-page report, and despite its brevity, it contains some eye-opening revelations. We attached it inside of our article here. It's a free download. It's called Combating Human Trafficking in Nebraska. It's the Task Force Update from 2021. And again, in other parts of the country, like in Kansas again, this one is Topeka. Authorities have identified three suspects arrested in a sting operation at six massage parlors and spas in Topeka, Kansas. 
Shawnee County District Attorney Mike Hagee confirmed with KSNT News Thursday morning that three people in custody in the Shawnee County Jail were arrested in connection with Wednesday's sting, which saw multiple law enforcement agencies serve search warrants at six Topeka spas in a human trafficking investigation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the sting was the result of a group of Kansas and federal law enforcement agencies teaming up for several criminal investigations. The Shawnee County Sheriff's Office said members of the group, known as the Caw Valley Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force, executed search warrants at the following businesses. So stay away from these places. <laughs> Oriental Health Spa on 21st Street, Healing Massage also there on Southwest 21st Street, Moon Spa on Southwest 29th, and also Rising Sun Asian Spa on Southwest 29th, and as well as Healing Star Massage. Those two streets are not so good. And then Rainbow Massage on 7th, on Southwest 7th Street. Neither the Shawnee County Sheriff's Office nor the District Attorney specified what spa each of the three arrested were working at. There was also nine men arrested after authorities conducted a human trafficking operation in Tennessee. The Memphis Police Department and Tennessee Bureau of Investigation joined together to create an operation to arrest men involved in human trafficking. And they got nine of them. And a Gulfport man, this is Mississippi, I would say, right? Mm hmm To serve 30 years for child sex crimes. Judge Mueller addressed the defendant prior to sentencing, saying, quote, The facts of your case are some of the most disturbing since I've been on the bench. The details, length of time, and things you did are inexcusable. I can't imagine how they will impact her life now and in the future. Hopefully, she will recover. You were in a position of trust. You were there to protect her. Instead, you inflicted the most unspeakable harm on this child and you made her feel it was her fault. It was not her fault. Mm -hmm. End of quote. Woo! Judge went off. Yes. Oh. 30 years. Should have given him 60. Yeah. There's another man arrested on 26 sex crimes in Southwest Virginia. The man, Tiriato, is facing 26 felony charges, including six counts of sodomy with a child age 13 or younger, six counts of aggravated sexual battery with a child age 13 or younger, seven counts of object sexual penetration with a child age 13 or younger by a suspected age 18 or older. What the hell? And seven counts of indecent liberties with a child age 15 or younger. I think he's, uh, who, they're lucky, I don't know if they're lucky to be in jail, lucky to be alive or what. There are some people that are going to tear him a new one. Sorry to be vulgar there. Mm -hmm. But holy cow, it's got what he's got coming. Whoo, forgive us for the ugly truth on this segment. Ay, ay, ay. There was a woman. Yeah, Tori, it's not just men. Yeah, Tori Magnum, 21. She was first arrested by Las Vegas police in late March when two teens told police that Magnum oversaw their work as prostitutes on the Strip in downtown. 
Las Vegas Justice Court records show criminal charges against Magnum were ultimately dismissed in that case. With prosecutors noting at the time that they were considering pursuing a grand jury indictment in the matters, though no charges were filed. So now, this, the headline here was, woman arrested second time. So, this is the second time. So, they're, they're drumming up a grand jury indictment on her. Mm. Um, so, there's a lot of pimping and prostituting going on in Las Vegas, for sure. Well, I guess everybody knew that. So, it should be one of those Captain Obvious, probably. There is also sex trafficking convictions upheld for dad who moved for a new job. The sex trafficking convictions of a father who moved from state to state for a job while having incestuous relationships with his daughters were upheld by the Ninth Circuit under the Mann Act. Well, here's a little bit of IT news real quick here without going too long on this one. Salesforce, which is a software company, they won a lawsuit, an appeal, after dozens of women accused the company of helping pimps and sex traffickers. California Appeals Court has dismissed a lawsuit claiming Bay Area software giant Salesforce helped pimps and human traffickers by providing a database and services to a website that featured adult ads. The suit claimed that a group of 50 plaintiffs, identified as Jane Doe's, were victims of sex trafficking facilitated by website Backpage, including women who were allegedly sold for sex as minors via the site. Backpage has been shut down by federal authorities and ex-CEO Carl Ferrer in 2018 pleaded guilty to conspiracy to facilitate prostitution. Several Backpage-related corporate entities pleaded guilty to conspiracy to engage in money laundering. So all that's in the past. We know about that. Mm -hmm. But Backpage co-founders Michael Lacey and James Larkin and four former Backpage employees are charged with facilitating prostitution and money laundering in a federal case in Arizona that resulted in a mistrial in September over the prosecution's conduct. So there are just case after case after case. But in this case, Salesforce is not to be held responsible for what Backpage was doing. So let me make it clear they're not the same company. Right. Because they were just using the tools that were available. Just like if they were using Gmail or something. You know? Right, right. You can't blame Google Mail for Backpage using that service. Exactly. Right. Oh, hold on. Is that going to do it for our trafficking awareness? The good news about the bikers. Okay, so that's all the bad news. And it's kind of good news that we have all these arrests, but mm-hmm. now we have something even better. Hold on. Right after this. Hey everyone, this is Brian Hale. If you've heard this program before, you know I have been offering website help for many years. In fact, we've been in the business for over 20 and we'd love to help you for anything website related, even if you just need some advice. It's free. Email support at hailmultimedia.com or call 940-224-6315. Portfolio, pricing, and contacts all on hailmultimedia.com. Here's a really good article, some good news with a lot of strength in the fight, power in the might. Here we go. This is Bikers Against Child Abuse, B-A-C-A or BACA. They are in the fight. Bikers Against Child Abuse is a nonprofit organization that exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. They exist as a body of bikers 
to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. They stand ready to lend support to the wounded friends by involving them with an established united organization. They work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. They desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of their organization and that they are prepared to lend their physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and by physical presence. They stand at the ready to shield these children from further abuse. They do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However, if circumstances arise such that they are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, they stand ready to be that obstacle. Listen to this. Why do I get out of Baca? Wow. The knowledge knowing that I've done something that no one else can do. And that's to give a child their life back. Baca is probably the only organization that can do what it does that exists in the world right now. The goal of BACA is eventually to break the chains of child abuse. So these children don't grow up and bring what happened to them into their relationships. First found out about BACA through my counselor. And she said that we should look into this, that BACA was a group of bikers who help and they support kids who've been abused. Before the abuse, I do remember like a happy, just normal life. Rhythm was very carefree. She was loving and fun. When I told my mom, she talked to me for about an hour. She came in and she said, I'm being abused and I, I want you to know I, I don't want it to happen anymore. I want it to stop. My extended family didn't think my story was true. They thought a lot of it was made up. I had night terrors. I was seeing like two, three counselors. That was partially why my counselor informed us about Baca. Level one is the first interaction that the child's gonna have with the entire chapter. It's where we bring that child in and make them part of our biker family. Leading up to the night of my level one, I was kind of like not sure what to expect. All I knew is that there was gonna be a lot of bikers at my house in the morning. Child's been brought into Baca, and uh, we decided that it's a case that, that fits our mission. We, as the chapter as a whole, will ride off to wherever the child feels safe at to meet. That means the whole chapter goes, or everybody's had a background check or bride. There's a little bit of a ceremony that goes on with it. The child's reminded about the initial contact where everything is explained to them what Baca is, what we do, what we don't do. We present them with a vest and it has a patch on the back of it and their road name, and it just makes them feel part of. They get assigned two of the, the members as primaries. Those members are on call for that child 24-7 around the clock. Peppermint, would you like to meet your primaries now? We have Rembrandt and Lucy. Rembrandt and Lucy have always been here for me, and Alpaca will always be here for you. Hi, Peppermint. 
I'm Lucy. It's nice to meet you. I'm Rembrandt. It's nice to meet you. Seeing this like group of adults, bikers, like being so kind, not even bringing up what happened to me, just saying like, hey, we're here for you. Like we're your new family. It meant the world to me. The level one is probably something that is the most empowering part of what we do because we see a huge change in these children. After about 40, 45 minutes, those kids are interacting with our members. In some areas, they go for rides with the membership. They take them on a short ride around the neighborhood. They looked at her like she was just another amazing young kid. It's just, it, we're just there just to empower them, to show them that there's people out there that really care about them and that, that they're becoming part of our family. And then when they become part of our family, that we have their backs. When there's a court case, if the judge allows us, we will escort that child to the courthouse. A lot of times when kids go to court, the family members of the perpetrator will show up and they try to intimidate that child. Carry me home when the light in my eyes does fade. Carry me home when the shadow comes to take me away. kids, the, the light come back into their eyes. Um, I get more out of Baca than I could ever put in. Standing up for child abuse is probably one of the bravest things somebody can do. You, you see them after we get involved and their, their self-confidence is beaming. They're, they're doing better in school and you know they're not afraid anymore. And that's what we do. We give them their life back. I grew as an individual. I joined clubs in high school. I became um, varsity captain of the cheer team. I was a vice president. I, I'm going to college. I owe that to every single person in my life, especially Baca, who stood by me and who supported me and said, it's okay to be scared. We're here for you until you're not. Nobody gets paid in Baca. Everybody's volunteer from the president down. We, my brothers and sisters, will do whatever we can to make sure that they feel safe. And when we do that, they can trust again and they can start being kids again. That's what I get out of it. Everything on this patch means something. The white is the innocence of the child. The red is the blood that's been shed. The black represents the dark times that that child is going through. The skull and crossbones is death to child abuse. 
The fist is our commitment to fight child abuse. And the chains on this patch stands for one Baca, one United Nation. This patch means everything to me. This is my family. If you are being abused, if you are scared, tell somebody. And that's going to do it for the ugly truth. It's hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.